The LA Kings split their two games in New York. We'll give you a quick recap of the win over the Islanders and the loss to the Rangers. I'll tell you why Todd McClellan made a mistake starting Jonathan Quick in both games. And we're just four days away from the NHL trade deadline. I'll update you on the latest moves as they relate to the Kings. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 1,269 subscribers. And if you are new to the YouTube channel, we have a goal of getting 100 new subscribers every month. And I am happy to say, thanks to you, we have once again reached that goal. We got 100 new subscribers this month. Uh, and before the month officially came to an end. So thank you to all who have taken the time, past and present, to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Awesome to keep that record going, and hopefully we can keep that going into March as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan. For the past 30 years i will try to make this brief uh if you uh follow this show closely you know that it usually gets put out um in the afternoon early evening i've mentioned this before i've got some stuff going on in my life with my wife just having knee replacement surgery and me uh having to take care of her a little bit not having to wanting to um but sunday night uh, i played beer league hockey and uh i took a slap shot off of my left big toe and for the first time in 53 years plus on this earth, I have a broken bone. I had never had a broken bone before in my life. I have a fractured big toe. Um, uh, I was in the ER for most of the day, getting that uh, looked at, x-rayed and taken care of. Um, so probably going to need surgery on that. My, uh, my beer league hockey career is going to be on hiatus for a little while. Uh, and then in addition to that and, and taking care of my wife, we have two dogs, don't have any kids. We have two dogs. One, uh, is very sick and the other one decided today to eat a bunch of string. And if you don't have pets, um, that's not a good thing. We had to take her to the emergency pet hospital tonight and, uh, get them to, uh, get that out. They induced vomiting and she was able to get it all out of her and looks like she's okay. So, it's been a heck of a day today, to say the least, but I am happy to uh, be able to give you a show here today, very late on Monday. Hopefully you can check this out on Tuesday, uh, maybe in the morning at some point, um, and then get ready for the Tuesday show, which I think is going to be special, which we will tell you about in just a little bit. So I do like to share occasionally things going on in my life, especially as they affect the recording of this show. So if you're wondering, was there a show on Monday? What happened with that? Well, uh, Life happens sometimes, doesn't it? And uh, affects things that we do. And so uh, that is uh, what uh, was going on with me today. But, but you know, the toe has been taken care of. It's it's fine. It doesn't hurt that bad. Uh, and I, I told my wife, I played beer hockey, beer league hockey for over 20 years, and I have never had an injury of any, you know, bumps and bruises for sure. 
but never anything serious. So I'm, I'm way overdue for something like this to happen. I don't think that really made her feel any better, but uh, so anyway, that's the story behind why this episode, this Monday episode is way, way later than it would normally be. Hopefully you understand. I'm sure you do. The Kings are through four of their tough five games on this recent road trip, all against teams that are currently holding down playoff spots. They beat the Islanders 3-2 on Friday and lost to the Rangers 5-2 on Sunday. As for the Friday game, Jonathan Quick got the start against the Islanders. He was looking for his third straight win after a scoreless opening period. L.A. broke things open, scoring three consecutive goals. First, Philip Deneau scored on a fluky play that the puck bounced off him and a defender went into the net for Deneau. His 15th goal of the season, Arthur Kaliev scored on a beautiful two-on-one with Rasmus Kupari. Beautiful dish from Kupari to make it 2-0 for Kaliev, his 11th goal of the season. Gabe Velarde scored his 18th of the year to make it 3-0 on a one-time slap shot off a nice feed from Alex Iafalo. But of course, the Kings couldn't just cruise from there for a comfortable win up 3-0. No, they had to allow a power play goal and a point shot that might have deflected off of something on its way in. And then they had a shot go off the skate of Kings defenseman Matt Roy, and that made it 3-2, but the Islanders would thankfully get no closer. Jonathan Quick was pretty solid, albeit against a banged-up Islanders team that is offensively challenged to begin with. Um, He ended up allowing two goals on 18 shots. Great to see Arthur Kaliev and Gabe Velarde get goals. For Artie, it was his second goal. For Gabe, his first since both returned from injuries. But as encouraging as that start was for Quickie, It was a pretty big surprise to me that head coach Todd McClellan decided to go with Quick again two days later against the Rangers. Now, I would not have started Jonathan Quick against the Rangers. And this is not second guessing. Uh, This is first guessing because I tweeted it out before the game at Locked on LA Kings when I found out that it was going to be Jonathan Quick starting in that, that I did not agree with this decision. Uh, I am not starting Jonathan Quick unless it's a back-to-back situation or unless there's an illness or injury to Phoenix Copley. Period. End of story. I did not read any comments or any insight regarding why Todd McClellan decided to make the decision to start Jonathan Quick. So I can only speculate that he was encouraged by Quick's performance against the Islanders and was looking to get Quick back on track and keep that winning streak that he had going. That said, Quick hasn't exactly been killing it lately. He was okay against the Ducks. He was okay against the Coyotes. I thought he was pretty good against the Islanders. But it would be one thing if he was on fire. You know, if he had a couple of shutouts in the mix and suddenly had found his game, that's one thing. That's really not the case. We've been paying attention to Jonathan Quick lately. So there was also some talk, and I don't believe this, but, you know, uh, Jonathan Quick grew up in Connecticut. He was a bit of a Rangers fan. His idol was Mike Richter, former Rangers goaltender. And that there was this, you know, oh, it's one final start in the garden for Quick as a king. I, I don't think that played into any kind of decision. I, I I hope, I can't imagine that would. It's a great story, but I, I just, again, I can't believe that that would play into any reason as to why Todd McClellan would start Jonathan Quick. But there was no specific reason given. No, no question was asked about that, I guess. Um, but as for the game against the Rangers, uh, LA would have kind of a reverse of what happened against the Islanders, where they had a 3-0 lead against the Islanders. They fell behind 3-0 against the Rangers. Um, The second goal went off of Kings defenseman Matt Roy off his stick and passed John the Quick's second straight game that poor Matt Roy had an own goal. And as a beer league defenseman, I know how stupid you feel when you accidentally do something like that. You're trying to do something good. You're getting a stick in a passing lane or in a shooting lane. 
and you're trying to help your goalie out and you end up putting it in your own net. It's a terrible feeling. And I'm sure Matt Roy was very frustrated about that. Uh, the Kings didn't play bad against the Rangers, but they had some bad turnovers in their own end that led to goals. Quick would end up getting pulled after allowing those three goals on just seven shots. Uh, of course, the own goal obviously wasn't his fault. The other two goals, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. But Phoenix Copley came in and gave up two goals on 14 shots. As for the Kings' two goals, Victor Arbutson batted a puck out of the air on a power play. It was so close to being played with a high stick. I uh, could have gone either way. The call on the ice was a good goal, and so they, they, they let the goal stand. And Matt Roy scoring on a nice wrist shot to make it 3-2 early in the third. But the Kings could get no closer, and the Rangers would score a couple of goals. One at even strength, one on the power play, and skate off with a 5-2 victory. So did the Kings lose because Jonathan Quick was in net, got the start? I won't go that far. Um, would the Kings have won or had a better chance of winning with Phoenix Copley in net? We'll never know, um, but my opinion stands. Uh, the Kings are in a very tight playoff race right now. Uh, you go with your best goalie as often as you can unless it's back-to-back -back games or there is an injury or illness to your number one goalie, period. End of story. It's not that hard. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Venus Copley is our number one goalie. He should play in every game unless it's back-to-back -back or unless he's ill or injured. Period. That's it. Uh, there was also a controversial and key moment in that game against the Rangers late in the first period. If you didn't see it, uh, there was a, a minor bumping incident uh, around the Rangers' goal between Rangers defenseman Keandre Miller and Kevin Fiala of the Kings. Uh, you know, words were exchanged. There was kind of a scrum. And then all of a sudden, uh, Keandre Miller was thrown out of the game, given a match penalty, and there was a lot of speculation. What did he do? What did he do? And he didn't see anything, really. Well, come to find out, Keandre Miller spit in the face of Drew Doughty. There was finally some video of this uh, that showed what had happened. The referee saw it. That is an automatic match penalty, and you are ejected from the game and you are subject to fine or suspension because of that. Now, afterwards, Drew Doughty said he didn't recall exactly what he said to Miller, but we know Drew Doughty loves to chirp, and I'm sure he said something. That said, there's no excuse for Keandre Miller spitting in his face. Uh, Miller released a statement saying, quote, I wanted to take a moment to address what occurred in last night's game. I have all the respect for Drew Doughty, and what happened was completely accidental. I would never intend to do something like that on purpose. It goes against everything I am as a person and a player. I felt awful about it, and I am thankful Drew gave me the opportunity to apologize and explain myself in person after the game. Now, do I believe that Keandre Miller is remorseful? Uh, sure, but it's only because he's trying to avoid a suspension, uh, and it's not going to work. Now, if Drew Doughty has accepted his apology, that's between the two of them. Uh, I would have had a lot more respect for Keandre Miller, if he would have, if he would apologized and said, there's no excuse for what I did and I won't do it again, right? Something heartfelt like that, not trying to say, oh, it was an accident. I mean, honestly, if you believe that that was an accident, uh, you are, uh, you are not too bright in my opinion. There's no way that was an accident. It wasn't like he was yelling at Drew Doughty and a piece of spit kind of flew out of his mouth and landed on him. He spat in Drew Doughty's face, period, end of story. And there's no excuse for something like that. I get that people's emotions get away with them on occasion. Maybe you say something you shouldn't have. Maybe you bite someone if you're Brendan Lemieux. Uh, and again, there's no excuse for any of those things. Um, but if you do do that, 
just come come correct and apologize and say, I did it. I shouldn't have done it. I lost my cool. I apologize. I'm glad Drew Doughty accepted my apology. I will try my best to never do that again to embarrass myself and my team. But that's not what he did. He tried to make excuses and say it was an accident. That's complete baloney. I don't believe it for a second. Um, there is precedent for players who spit on other players in the NHL to get suspended. Garnett Hathaway, then of the Washington Capitals, was suspended for three games for spitting in the face of Eric Gabranson during an altercation in 2019. Uh, Lightning forward Chris Gratton was suspended for three games for spitting on referee Paul Stewart uh, years before that. Now, there's no automatic three-game suspension when you spit on someone, but it, it seems pretty clear that the standard has been set with a couple of incidents in the recent past. So I would expect Keandre Miller to get a three-game suspension from the NHL and probably come down on Tuesday. Now, not to be lost in all of this, that stupid move by Keandre Miller gave the Kings a five-minute power play. They scored zero goals, and that can't happen. The Kings cannot let huge opportunities like that go without scoring at least one goal. That was a huge moment in the game, and as much as we're thrilled by you know how much the Kings' power play has improved, that's unacceptable. You have to take advantage of moments when your opponent does something stupid and gives you a huge opportunity. I mean, bad job by LA for not making Keandre Miller really pay for losing his cool and doing something gross and dumb. Uh, you got to make the Rangers pay for something like that, and the Kings didn't do it, and it's part of the reason why they lost that game against the New York Rangers. We've got some trade deadline talk, and we need to let you know that one name that the Kings may have been targeting on their defense is now off the board. We'll get you updated on that in just a moment. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by friends over at Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So as I mentioned, the trade deadline now just four days away. Well, probably actually three days away, depending on when you are watching or listening to this on Tuesday, perhaps. Uh, but there have been a few moves that indirectly affect the LA Kings. The first is left-handed defenseman uh, Jake McCabe. Uh, is no longer on the market. He was traded by the Chicago Blackhawks to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto giving up a first-round pick in 2025, a second-round pick in 2026, and two prospects. Now, Chicago did retain 50% of McCabe's salary. So scratch Jacob Mc Jake McCabe off of the board, a left-handed defenseman who's no longer available if the Kings were looking to try and get him. Obviously, we told you the asking price for these guys is pretty high. Jake McCabe, I think, is a good defenseman. He's not great. Can he help you help your team? Yes. Is he going to be the reason why you win a playoff series? Unlikely, but uh, he was a guy that Kings could have used. But again, a first round pick, a second round pick, and two prospects for that guy. It seems like a high price to pay for me. To me, uh, we've talked about it before. That apparently is the asking price. 
But we haven't seen a lot of movement amongst a lot of defensemen. Uh, Jacob Chikrin is still out there. Vladislav Gavrikov is still out there. Matias Ekholm is still out there. Joel Edmondson is still out there. Shane Gostisbeer is still out there. So the asking price is high. The Maple Leafs, who are in a high-pressure situation, in a very competitive uh, playoff race, they're going to play Tampa Bay almost assuredly in the first round of the playoffs, so they need as much help as they can get. Um, they're, you know, a lot of pressure there in Toronto, so I get them overpaying for somebody like Jake McCabe. The Kings don't really seem to be in that situation. But again, like I said, if you're looking at the checklist of left-handed defensemen that are out there and available, you can scratch Jake McCabe off of the list for the LA Kings or anyone else because he's now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. As far as moves made by any of the four teams that is directly competing for playoff spots in the Pacific Division, Golden Knights, Kings, Edmonton Oilers, Seattle Kraken, the Vegas Golden Knights are currently the only team of that group of four that has made a move so far. They picked up forward Ivan Barbashev from the St. Louis Blues. Barbashev is a hard-nosed, physical go-to-the-net type of player, puck battler, um, and he's a guy that I think playoff hockey, he's a real asset. He won a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues back in 2019. Um, it's not a blockbuster move by any stretch for the Golden Knights, but I think a solid move to help them. And we've talked about, I, I, I felt Vegas was going to make some kind of a move. I, they're probably not done yet. Um, they gave up their first-round pick from 2021, uh, a kid named Zach Dean. Uh, he was the 30th overall pick, so they gave up their first-round pick from just a couple of years ago in exchange for this. And it was mentioned it. Vegas's window is not opening. It's closing for them to win a Stanley Cup. They've got salary cap issues going on. Uh, all this stuff is going to really bite them in the near future, but they don't care because they're going for it for right now. So I'm not surprised to see Vegas make what I thought was a pretty solid move in adding Ivan Barbashev to their roster. Now, coming up on tomorrow's show, do you want to do a little bit of promoting? Eric Stevens of The Athletic is scheduled to join us. He covers the LA Kings for The Athletic, and we're going to get his thoughts on the Kings and what they might do at the trade deadline. Is there still time for the Kings to make a bold move? Will they try and get a goalie? Will they do anything? Uh, should they do anything? Uh, because considering what the asking price is for some of these guys, we're going to get his insight as someone uh, who covers the LA Kings on a national basis for the athletic and looking forward to talking to Eric Stevens on Tuesday's show. We need to update you on what's been happening over the past week uh, and also what's going on for the coming week for those teams we've been talking about in the Pacific division that the Kings are battling with for playoff spots. But first I want to remind you that today's episode is also brought to you by built bar looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories. Then you got to try a built bar. They are so delicious that you won't even think you're eating something that's good for you. It helps that they're covered on 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Uh, I don't know how Built does it, but these things taste like candy bars. They don't taste like protein bars. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They're in the pharmacy section. In addition to those new flavors I mentioned, they've also got the old standards too, like cookies and cream double chocolate, and coconut pops. Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. As we do each Monday, it's time to check in on the Pacific Division standings for the start of a new week. Uh, and the Vegas Golden Knights, who we mentioned a moment ago, uh, are still on top of the division, a record of 35-18-6 for 76 points. They remain in first place where they were a week ago. 
They did lose in a shootout to Chicago 3-2, but they beat Calgary in overtime 4-3 and then lost in a shootout to Dallas 3-2. So that was their past week. Um, so just one win, but they did get at least one point in all of their games. So that was what helped keep them on top of the standings. This week, the Golden Knights are at Colorado tonight. That game's already a final. Uh, they host Carolina Wednesday. They host New Jersey Friday, and then they've got Montreal on Sunday. So some really tough games for the Golden Knights this week. We'll see how they fare against teams like Carolina, New Jersey, and Colorado. The LA Kings still in second place, 33-20-8. The record was 71 points, so they have lost some ground on the Golden Knights, five points back now in the standings, but they're still in second place in the Pacific going into Monday's action. They went 1-2-1, and one, did the Kings over the past week. Lost to Minnesota 2-1, lost at New Jersey 4-3 in a shootout to get a point, beat the Islanders 3-2 to get two points, and then lost to the Rangers 5-2. Uh, this very challenging five-game road trip, all against playoff teams for the Kings, wrapping up on Tuesday in Winnipeg, a big one in that one for the Kings. Then they're back home Thursday to host Montreal, and then Saturday at home against St. Louis, two teams that are very much out of the playoff race at this point, so a, a chance to bank some points for the LA Kings once they get back on home ice, and hopefully they can end that tough road trip with a victory as well. The Oilers are in third place right now in the Pacific, 30-19-8 for 68 points. They move up from fourth to third from a week ago. They um, went 2-1 and one over the past week, but their one loss was a terrible loss. The Oilers beat the Flyers and Penguins, but then lost to the worst team in hockey, the Blue Jackets, 6-5. to five. That's a real head-scratcher. Uh, this week for Edmonton, they host Boston tonight. Uh, they host Toronto on Wednesday, host Winnipeg Friday, and then Winnipeg on the road on Saturday. So a couple of big, tough games for the Oilers this week. Seattle has slipped down from third to fourth from where they were a week ago. Uh, they're in a wild card spot right now, 32-18-6, and six, the record for 70 points. Uh, they went 0-3 over the past week. They lost at San Jose 4-0. That's a bad one. Uh, lost a tough one at home against the Bruins, 6-5, and then lost to Toronto, 5-1. This week for the Kraken, they're at St. Louis Tuesday, at Detroit Thursday, at Columbus Friday, and at Colorado on Sunday. If the playoffs ended today, the Kings would host the Edmonton Oilers in a rematch of last year's playoff series. Again, want to remind you that coming up tomorrow, we will have more talk about the Kings and specifically what's going to happen potentially at the trade deadline with Eric Stevens of The Athletic. Looking ahead this week for the show, we're going to have a feedback Thursday show again coming up Thursday because on Friday we'll be recapping the Kings against the Canadians and anything that the Kings do up to the trade deadline. So again, Thursday we'll read your questions and comments about anything and everything going on with the LA Kings, including anything that uh, we've talked about on today's show or anything we talk about with Eric Stevens coming up tomorrow. You can always email us at LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Uh, please follow the show on Twitter. We are at LockedOnLAKings. You can see an x-ray of my big toe there if you'd like. Uh, also, by the way, some spit just flew out of my mouth if you're watching on YouTube. That is not what happened with Keandre Miller. Uh, he he definitely spit on purpose on Drew Doughty. Uh, that was kind of embarrassing uh, for me. Uh, you can follow the show as well on Instagram. It is at Locked on LA Kings. What a day it's been. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. That is Locked on NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, I am Eddie Garcia. I'm about to go take uh, 
some get some sleep. Uh, thank you, though, honestly, for uh, listening and watching Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, really appreciate your understanding. As for the lateness of this Monday show, hope you enjoy it regardless of when you're listening to it. Have a great day. And as always, go Kings go.